guys welcome back to my podcast crimes coffee and crazy i am your host Allie, and today is episode eight of my podcast which is cuckoo bananas to me i can't believe i've already put out um well after today will be eight episodes so i thought it would be fun to do another birth story So today I'm going to be talking about the birth of my son, and um, we call him Bear as a nickname, so I think I will just use his nickname in this episode, it'll make it a little bit easier. Alright, so if you're interested in childbirth and intense emotions and (laughs) all of that fun stuff that comes along with motherhood and second babies, um, stay tuned. Let's get started. So, um, if you haven't listened to my other podcast about my daughter's birth story, um, I had my daughter in March of 2018, so she is three years old, going on 13. Uh, The sass is real, guys. It is so real. Um, But yes, so she is three and a couple of months, I guess, almost. And my son, I had him July 2020. So right smack dab in the freaking pandemic, like, of course. Um, so yeah, I was beyond thrilled when I got pregnant with my daughter. And she's the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and my husband and I had talked about having babies close together. Initially I wanted three. Actually, that's a lie. Initially I wanted five (laughs) and Tom, my husband vetoed that right away and was like, we are not having five children. Are you crazy? And I was like, yes, but also I really want five kids. And he was like, no, like we're not having five kids. I think it's because like I grew up one of my really close friends has four siblings and I always was envious because they had like they they were just so close-knit they still are and yeah I was always super jealous because I only had one brother Ugh, I'm just kidding hi brother if you're listening I love you um yeah so Thomas and I we had um kind of mapped out what we wanted if you know conceiving was an option and and so when we got pregnant with my daughter um that was wonderful you know new parenthood that's an episode let me tell you but um yeah so we wanted to have the babies close together when the time came okay because we wanted to have them like two years apart When the time came to, you know, conceive, I was really, really apprehensive. Like, something told me, like, you're not ready, you shouldn't do this, like, you're doing it to, you know, stick to the plan and make Tom happy, but, like, you should not do this, you're not ready. And I I told Thomas that um, I just felt very overwhelmed and I was like my daughter is so perfect like she's the best kid she's so happy she's so kind she's wonderful and beautiful and all of the things and like how on earth am I going to love another baby like the same to that magnitude like I couldn't wrap my head around that and if you've listened to my previous podcasts like you know that I am a planner. I like having a plan and I like knowing how things are going to turn out and how they're going to look and how they're going to work. And having a second baby, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I just couldn't see the big picture of all four of us together. So I was super apprehensive and I told Thomas that and he was 
supportive. Like he was like, okay, if you're not ready, like we won't, we won't try right now. Um, but he was like, I just want you to know, like, I'm, I'm ready. Like, you know, I think it's a good time, but obviously no pressure. So I was like, okay. So then I just started like spiraling because I was like, oh my God, like, is Thomas going to get mad at me because I want to wait to have another baby? Like, do I even want another baby? Should I wait maybe like four years? Because my brother and I, there's a four year age difference. Like he's older than me by four years. So I knew what that looked like. And I was like, well, maybe it would be good if we waited a longer period. Um, but because I wanted three kids, we wanted to have them close together so it wouldn't be like harder to conceive as I got older. So I really went back and forth with the idea. I told Tom a million times like I didn't want to do it. And I was really scared to get pregnant again. Um, I kept thinking about how maybe I only wanted to have one child, um, like one, one baby. I, I felt like I could handle one baby, but two is like too much was my thinking. And I kept telling Thomas that, and he was like, I think like you're going to feel differently if we get pregnant and if we have this baby, um, again, he was not pressuring me at all. Um, ultimately like he knew it was my decision. It's my body. Um, and I woke up one day and I was like, okay, like I can do this. I can do this. I can have another baby. Hopefully fingers crossed. Um, so I went off birth control again and, um, I remember feeling a bit like queasy. Um, so I bought this like obnoxious pack of pregnancy strip tests off of Amazon for like 20 bucks. And there was like 50 tests in there because, um, spoiler alert, when I got pregnant with my daughter, I did 12 pregnancy tests because I didn't believe that I was actually pregnant. Um, so yeah, I bought this box and I was feeling queasy and I was like, okay, like maybe this is it. Maybe this is you know, I'm pregnant again. I took the test and it was negative. And I was disappointed. And I think I had to have that happen because I was still nervous. I still had the nerves, you know, like I wanted to be pregnant, but I was still scared to be pregnant. But then after having that negative, I was like, oh my gosh, like I actually really do want this. Um, and like, please don't misunderstand. I know how many women and families struggle to conceive. And I am so beyond grateful that both of my pregnancies seem to happen with ease. I, I can't imagine the alternative, like breaks my heart to imagine the alternative. So, um, I know how lucky I am. I know how blessed I am. So I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm minimizing that. I I do know that I'm lucky. Um, and I feel very deeply for, for women and families who, who can't conceive, um, in the convent, like, you know, conventional, whatever way. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that because I didn't want to sound, Um, yeah, I didn't want to sound disrespectful. So, um, moving on, (laughs) I took that test and it was negative and I was disappointed. Um, and I kept like obsessively taking them. Like literally we would go to funky town and I would like take one right after. Like that's how nuts I was getting about it I was like okay it has to happen it has to happen 
And when it wasn't happening, I was like, oh my God, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with me. Like I, you know, my mom did have uterine and um, cervical cancer when I was young. So that's like a huge fear of mine that I will also get it. Um, and yeah, the, the negative tests were just not helping my mental health at all. Um, so I remember one night I was, um, I was about to give my daughter a bath and something just told me to go take a test. I, I don't know what it was, whether I just had to really, really pee and I was like, oh, this would be a good time to take a test, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but something told me, like, go take one. So my daughter's in the tub. I grab a test and I'm doing it. And then I just, like, wait. And wait and wait and wait. And I see two lines. Um, the second one was super faint, which I know... Um, is like common because I did the test at night. You're supposed to do the test like first thing in the morning. That's when like your pH or whatever levels are um, highest. So you'll get like the most accurate reading. I think that's what I remember being told. I am not a medical professional, so I'm not sure. But um, So I told Tom and I was so happy and we hugged and we cried and we were just giddy and my roommate who um is my best friend he he moved out since but um hey boo um he was there and and um we were able to tell him right away too which was very very nice and special and he's like my brother so um yeah it was really nice so then the panic sets in <laughs> I was so excited to be pregnant um, and I was just so anxious to have this baby and see what the change of dynamic would do to our family. Like I knew it would be a blessing and I knew that it would be a good thing, but I just couldn't picture it. And I really, really wanted to, um, plus I didn't know his gender at the time. So that also had a lot to do with it. I was like, okay, if I know I'm having another daughter, like, you know, we can talk about names and I'll feel more connected to the baby and, and that kind of thing. Because when I was pregnant with my daughter, I 100% thought she was a boy. I had the name picked out. I had the nursery theme picked out. I had nicknames for, quote, him. I I knew, I felt that I knew in my heart of hearts that it was a boy. And when my doctor, Dr. C told me that I was having a girl, I just remember being so floored. Um, but yes, having a daughter is the best. She is a little mini me, which is very scary. Um, she has my attitude and my sass. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely in for it, but I wouldn't trade her for the world. She's, uh, she's the best. So with my son, I didn't feel like, so with my daughter, I felt super connected to the baby that I was carrying. Um, even though I thought that it was a boy, I, I just felt this instant connection, this instant love. And when I got pregnant with my son, I didn't feel that. And that made me feel so guilty. <laughs> Do you remember my last podcast episode where I talked about guilt? Yeah. Um, I felt beyond guilty because like, I felt like that made me a bad mom. I was like, how are you not so excited and happy that you're having another amazing baby? Like, why don't you feel the way you felt for your daughter towards this baby. Like, what's wrong with me? And that's what I thought. I thought there was something wrong with me or something wrong with the baby or, like, we just didn't have this connection or, like, a spiritual connection 
which I totally believe in. And I just couldn't feel that for him. And I, to this day, I feel guilty about that. I've heard that, you know, it's normal for your second baby to feel like a disconnect and all that. But honestly, like it broke my heart because I was like, what if I don't love this baby as much as I love my daughter? Like, that's the mindset that I was in. Like, what is going to happen? I was terrified. Um, so with my daughter, my pregnancy was absolutely amazing. I could eat anything. I could sleep. I was like, I felt great (laughs) with my son. (laughs) It was hell. I couldn't sleep. I could not eat very much. I was nauseous all the time, mostly. Um, yeah, it was not pleasant. And I also feel like I grew like 10 times bigger than I did with my daughter. Um, so yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> um, so... We were um, getting ready for my son to arrive and I was lucky enough to have a midwife for my son. Um, Up north where we were living before, when I had my daughter, uh, we weren't lucky enough to have a midwife clinic up there. Um, I, I totally am thankful for Dr. C and, you know, she's safe and healthy and happy and that's all we could ask for. But I always really wanted to have the midwife experience. So, um, through a family friend, I was able to be put in contact with, um, a first nations midwife and I will call her Anne because I don't know again, if I'm allowed to use names. Um, I haven't got her consent to use her name, so I'm not going to. Um, So I was really starting to get excited and comfortable once I connected with N because she made me feel safe. She made me feel excited and happy. And, you know, when she would check my belly and check his heartbeat, um she always had like positive things to say, you know, the baby's growing and the baby's doing great and the baby's heart is great. And, um, so hearing those things really made me feel better, but it still didn't give me the connection that I was yearning for. Um, so when I was 16 weeks, um, no, sorry. This was around Christmas time and I was, um, having really, really bad cramps. I started bleeding a little bit and I was really scared. Um, it wasn't like super intense cramping and, uh, I've never experienced a miscarriage, um, but with my mental health, I always jumped to worst case scenario. So when I was bleeding a little bit and having this cramping, I thought that's what was happening. And I was terrified. I remember being at my husband's like family gathering for Christmas and having these like intense cramps and not like nobody really knew that I was expecting. So I couldn't really say anything. I I just kind of took it easy on the couch and that was fine, but I was very scared. Um, I believe I had an appointment with N a couple of days later. So I just took it easy for the next couple of days. And, um, when I went and saw her, she confirmed that I was still pregnant and we found the baby's heart no problem and um but yeah that was very scary so after we had that like little thing happen um I did start to feel 
more warm towards the baby. Um, the thought of the baby being hurt was really hard for me. So that was in a way like kind of a good thing because it made me, it made my mental health a little bit better by making me realize like, hey, you do give a shit about this baby. You're not, you know, an awful human being. You care. Um, which again, I didn't think that I did, which is very hard for me to admit actually. Um, yeah, so I was about 16 weeks and we made an appointment, um, through, uh, 3D imaging ultrasound. Um, so with the 3D ultrasound, we are able to see the baby, um, and also determine the gender. So, um, had I waited for an ultrasound 20 weeks, sometimes, you know, they can get the gender. Sometimes they can't with my daughter. Actually, I had quite a bit of ultrasounds and they could never see the gender. Um, it was actually through blood work that I found out her gender. So, um, as, as a treat, like we kind of decided, okay, well, we'll find out at 16 weeks and we'll be able to go to this 3d ultrasound and, um, find out. So I still had no idea. I had no inkling one way or the other. And we get to this appointment and Tom is with me and, um, the lady who was doing the ultrasound was so nice. Oh my gosh. Like the kindest lady. And she was so excited for us. And yeah, she was very, very sweet. It was a very nice experience. So, um, yeah, I got there, I laid on the bed and she would show us the ultrasound and we could see him like moving and he actually like looked like he was waving and it was so, so neat. Um, highly recommend the 3d ultrasound. If you are able to do it, it is so much fun. Um, but I was on the table and I got this overwhelming feeling that I was having a girl. <laughs> like clearly my feelings don't know what they're doing because they've been wrong both times, but I was absolutely dead set on the fact I'm having another girl. This is amazing. I know what her name's going to be. We have everything for a girl. Oh, this is going to be so great. So we actually got the x-ray or sorry, the ultrasound lady to write the gender down on a piece of paper and put it in an envelope because we wanted to open it up with, um, Tom's parents and with my daughter. Um, so, uh, my, my mother-in-law was actually at the hospital. One of the fan, one of, um, our family members was there, um, battling an illness. And, um, so we ended up FaceTiming her and then a couple of the cousins and stuff. And we went to Tom's parents. So his dad and our daughter were there. And I remember getting really, really, really nervous, but like so excited to find out the gender. So my dumbass thinking, oh, it's a girl, it's a girl. <laughs> I, um, I opened the envelope and everyone's like very, very anxiously waiting and I see, congratulations, you're having a boy. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, oh my gosh, like just absolutely floored, could not have asked for anything else like that feeling I want to bottle it up and keep it forever because I was stoked like I didn't think it was a boy like at the very last minute I was like it's a girl it's a girl and there you go <laughs> a boy and a girl wrong both times when I tried to guess but um so yeah we found out the gender and 
we were all super ecstatic and I called a couple of my good friends and was crying and really excited. So when we knew the gender, I don't like, I still felt this weird disconnect and I feel a lot of guilt from that. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push through this and I'll get more into that later. But so, um, as my pregnancy was going on, I was also, um, insanely uncomfortable. Like this pregnancy was just significantly harder on my body than it, my daughter. Um, and then COVID happened. So I was due in July and COVID, COVID began like the week after my daughter's birthday in March. Um, it was, oh God, I don't, I don't need to explain COVID to you. Like it, it's terrible. It's scary. And, um, yeah, my mental health as well as probably a million other people's, um, really, really started to decline. So I was like obsessive about, you know, cleaning my hands and not going, um, anywhere. And, you know, the first time I had to do a grocery run by myself, I was like terrified. Um, and so my nerves were shot. My anxiety was at an all time high and then I just started feeling, guess what I started feeling, guys? <gasps> Guilty. You're right. Because I felt like my son was feeding off that energy and it made me really, really sad. Um, and then I got into a really bad depression because I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm a horrible person. I'm a horrible mother. Like, you know why don't you feel the same for your son as you do for your daughter? And again, people would tell me, you know, that's normal, second baby, you know what to expect. It's not, you know, it's not unusual for you to feel this way. But I was still sad. My midwife was amazing. She really supported me and encouraged me, um, through everything. I think it's different for a woman, um, practitioner, like a woman in position, um, to give me medical care because like she herself had four children and I mean, she's been through it. She knows, like, the outcome. And I don't know. I just, I felt super supported and super heard by her. And, you know, Tom did his best to comfort me and try and and be there for me. But I'm, I need, like, the facts. So Anne was able to give me the facts of what to expect and, um you know, this facts about my son's health and all that. So, um, as we were nearing the delivery date, the due date, sorry, I was petrified because of COVID, all the restrictions that they had in place. Like originally I was going to have my husband with me and, um, my best friend who was there when I gave birth to my daughter and with COVID like they had stricter rules of course and that freaked me out because I just thought okay obviously my daughter came like um safely and healthy and great so like you know let's do it the exact same way this time um I'm a little superstitious if you haven't 
podcast. Um, I'm a little stitches, you know? If you get that reference, we can be friends. Like, legit friends. Let's hang out. Um, so, yeah, I, I was so scared um, because of the COVID. So... Um, I would attend my midwife appointments and, you know, take all the safety measures and precautions and, and was, you know, trying to navigate the waters with me and, um, healthcare workers have it significantly harder than civilians do. I can't stand people who are ignorant to the COVID rules and laws, um, my best friend is a nurse, and I have heard from her how awful and terrible it is to work during these times. So stay at home, wear a fucking mask, wash your hands, don't go to gatherings, don't go to parties. If I see one more person on Instagram, their story posting like a party with it looks to be about 500 people, I will be really, really pissed off at no one because I am not confrontational, but I'll be pissed. So check yourself before you rickety wreck yourself. Anyway, sorry, tangent, my bad. Um, so yeah, with COVID, that plan changed. So I was freaked out. Um, but luckily, you know, I was able to have my husband with me. So it got towards the end of the pregnancy and I was so uncomfortable and I was induced with my daughter. Um, if you listen to that birth story, you know that, but, um, my midwife was like, well, we don't like, unless there's an issue, we don't usually induce. Um, so my blood pressure was extremely high with my daughter, but it was normal with my son. Um, that's why I was induced with my daughter. So I was like pissed because I was like, oh, I want to be induced so I can like know what day I'm going to have this baby. Like, you know, plan <laughs> that would have been ideal for me. Um, not for me, sorry for my mental health. That would have been ideal, but that's not how it happened. So I literally was crying like every day. I didn't know that I had like early, um, the early, I was in the early stages of postpartum depression. I didn't know that at the time. I just, I had always been depressed. I thought that, um, it was just that. So that's what I chalked it up to. And I pressed on and now I will get to the birth. Bum, bum, bum. So it's uh, July 7th, 2020. My, my husband is giving my daughter a bath. And my nine-month pregnant ass was like, Hey, you know what, Allie? You should really do a deep clean of your bathroom. So that is what I did. I did a deep clean of my bathroom. Well, like a half clean, I would say. So I'm doing the cleaning. I'm wiping down the mirror and I have this like uncontrollable urge to go pee. So I'm like, oh shoot, like I gotta go pee. So I'm about to sit down on the toilet and all of a sudden I just, what I thought, started peeing myself. And I was like, oh, okay. Like that's never happened before um I mean I shouldn't say that I have peed myself one time I peed myself um on my front step in front of my neighbor uh and I was completely sober so that's another story if you'd like to hear that it was super embarrassing and yeah <laughs> anyways so I thought that I had peed myself but um it also could have been my water, which freaked me out because I was like, oh my gosh, like I've never, like this is go time kind of, but like I wasn't sure because I've never gone into labor like naturally, you know, so. Anyways, um, 
So I frantically go into the bathroom where Tom is giving our daughter a bath and I'm like, oh no, sorry. He was actually just leaving the bathroom and our daughter was like wrapped up in a towel and I was like, um, you need to put her PJs on right now because I think my water just broke and his eyes got super big and he's like, okay. So he got our daughter dressed. I didn't call my midwife. I didn't call my in-laws. I called my best friend. <laughs> and I was sobbing and I was like, hey, pretty sure my water just broke. Um, also, I also had this like really irrational fear that I was going to die during childbirth. I told my midwife about it. I had like multiple dreams about it. It was like terrifying and I didn't know what that meant. Like I believe your dreams mean something and I was terrified. I was like, oh my God, what if something happens to the baby? What if something happens to me? Like, yeah. So I called my best friend cause he knew all this and I was like, hey, um, I think my water just broke and I think like, you know, I'm gonna die. So if you um, could just like tell my daughter and my son and my husband that I love them and stuff like all the time every day that would be great for me and he was like yeah you're not gonna die you're gonna be fine you're a little panicked right now but you'll be okay like just go have that baby and I'm like okay so my husband flies down the stairs with our daughter and he's like all right like let's go let's go like we had everything ready of course we did because hello I'm me and I'm uh very very meticulous about things if you couldn't tell and um so we had a plan in place to bring our daughter to her grandparents so my in-laws um when I went into labor so that you know, we knew she was 100% cared for and happy and she has her own room over there for sleepovers. So that was great. Um, so we were getting into the car and I felt a little bit crampy, but like nothing crazy. Um, just uncomfortable, I would say. And I am petrified. Like I can't keep my shit together. And, um, I think my husband could tell that because I was just like he was like okay well should I take the highway because like we live near a bypass or should I go through town and I was like I don't know like fucking pick and he was like okay but like there's construction on the bypass and I was like oh, there's not gonna be construction it's like eight o'clock at night um hi we live in a bigger city like of course there's construction at 8 p.m so we hit construction and i was absolutely convinced that i was going to give birth on the highway with no doctor no midwife nothing um if you couldn't tell i'm super over dramatic and i am super worst case scenario all the time so yep that was me <laughs> um thankfully uh traffic started moving and I got a hold of my midwife finally. She was actually in another delivery, so I didn't get a hold of her right away after I called my best friend. So I get a hold of her and I was like, hey Ann, um, I, I think my water may have just broke, but I'm not sure, like, what do I do? She was like, oh, okay, well, I'm actually at the hospital because I was doing another delivery, so if you wanted to just come straight here, like, I can check you out and see, like, where we're at. And I was like, okay. So instead of driving our daughter to her grandparents' house, I called my mother-in-law and I was like, hey, think I'm in labor. Can you meet us at the hospital um, to pick up our daughter? And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, of course, of course. So um, we got to the hospital. I gave my daughter a hug and I was crying really hard because I was just scared. Like, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of fear in childbirth. I think there's a lot of like um love and excitement as well but like the the emotion that was taking over me at that moment was fear and I just wanted to hug my girl and say like I love you and you know mommy's gonna be okay and you're gonna have so much fun with Grammy and Papa and yeah but I was very I was struggling to hold my shit together like sometimes if I'm depressed or um, really in my head in a dark place I looked at I look at my daughter and now my son but before when I would look at my daughter I'd get very emotional because I just never want her to feel this way um, I think it's because we're both women but 
Um, I also feel that way now with my son, so who knows? <laughs> but anyway, I'm on a tangent. Let's get back to the childbirth. So I get to the hospital. I'm hugging my daughter. I leave and COVID. Okay. So COVID is very, very present in the city that I'm in and very real. And I go into the hospital and there's like a triage person there and so she's like hi do you have an appointment or are you visiting someone and i said hi i think i'm in labor and i think i'm having this baby right now so i yeah can you please like let me in and she was like lol actually you can go wait in line and then you can um check yourself in and i was like oh okay cool 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 so I mosey on over, wait in line to basically do the COVID questionnaire, which I'm sure you're privy to. And then after I, it's my turn. Okay. So I go to the, I go to the glass and the girl was so nice. And she's like, Hey, how can I help you? And I was like, hi, I think I'm in labor. I'm very uncomfortable. I'm starting to have a lot of pain. And I'm just wondering um, if I can go up to the maternity ward because that is where my midwife is and she told me to go there. And she was like, oh, um, yeah, absolutely. Let's do the COVID questionnaire. And then so she did it and I was like, no, 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 no. I haven't traveled out of Canada or wherever, like don't have any symptoms besides, you know, pregnancy. So please let me up. And she was like, yep, you go. Nobody escorted me. It's not like I was like, banking on that or anything but Thomas was still out in the car waiting for my mother-in-law to come pick up our daughter so I had to go in by myself and I was very scared um then I get to the elevator and I'm like oh my god what if the elevator just stops like mid-floor and I have this baby alone in the elevator like this is the shit that goes on in my mind constantly guys like it is not okay but that's what I was thinking anyway <laughs> against my better judgment, I use the elevator. Of course it's fine, thankfully. And I get to the maternity ward. And then I have to go through screening again, which like, I wasn't pissed about at all because COVID, but I was like in a lot of, like a lot more pain than before. So I thought this baby was just gonna come. Like I thought he was gonna just shoot out and be like, hey world, how's it going? But um, yeah, that's why I was getting irritated because I was just scared that I was just going to have him and he was going to drop on the floor. <laughs> um, so the nurse in the maternity ward was absolutely lovely. And she was like, Hey, um, how can I help you? And I was like, hi, I'm here to see my midwife. And I think my water broke. I'm having like pain. And she was like, Oh, oh my God. Okay. So she's asking me, well, how often are you having pain? How long are you having pain? And I cannot focus on anything except the pain. So I'm just like, I just need to see my midwife. And she was like, okay. So, um, yeah, I, I'm panicking at this point. I'm like hunched over, <laughs> excuse me, panicking at this point. Duh, I was panicking the entire time, but I'm hunched over on the desk like waiting for my midwife to show up and thankfully within a couple minutes she walks around the corner and she has a big smile on her face and I'm and like she could tell by my eyes that I'm just like terrified um so she was like oh my gosh like why are you so sad why are you upset like this is what we wanted because she knew how uncomfortable I was towards the tail end of my pregnant well throughout my pregnancy but especially towards the tail end of my pregnancy um, so she was like, this is good news. Like you can do this. And I was like, I like, I don't want to do it. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And she's like, yes, you are. Like, if this is the time, like creator, you know, put this time or chose this time for you. So you are ready. Like you, you can do this. And I was like, oh, okay. So I hadn't even know, like, I didn't even know if I was in active labor at this point, but she took me into an exam room. And I got into my medical, like my hospital gown and, um, she was like, okay, so I'm going to do like a swab of, um, the liquid. Cause like, remember I said, I thought I peed. Um, and if it turns black, then that's your amniotic fluid. And, um, that will indicate that you are in fact in active labor. And I was like, 
okay she did it two seconds it's black like black as the night sky and I'm like oh my god oh my god so now it's real and they weren't gonna let Thomas in unless I was actually in labor so um I got to call him and was like hey like sobbing and I was like so um I guess I'm in labor and he was like oh my gosh okay okay like I'm coming I'm coming so he makes his way upstairs and um I told my midwife that I absolutely absolutely wanted an epidural I had gone through no epidural with my daughter and you know it was very intense and very I wouldn't even say like and please don't hate me but it hurt of course it hurt but it wasn't as painful to me as the contractions were I found the contractions 10 times worse than actually like pushing and having a baby and that's just my body but um yeah so I was really really nervous oh my god I gotta stop saying that like obviously I was nervous as giving birth to a baby anyway so my husband walks in and I just fall apart I'm sobbing I'm scared I'm uncomfortable I'm in pain now and I'm just I'm over it I'm like I can't do this so at this point it's 8 30 p.m and uh so my midwife's like, okay, I'm going to check you and see like how far you're dilated and how fast this is going and blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. So she checks me. She's like, okay, well, you're only about two to three centimeters dilated. So, you know, there's still a ways to go. And I was like, okay, but I want the epidural. And she was like, yep, for sure. We got you. Like, don't worry about it. You'll get the epidural. I said, great. The rest of the night is kind of just masked by my intense contractions and my fear um I was terrified that I wasn't going to get the epidural I was terrified that I was going to just have a really rocky birth um and yeah I was just very very scared so they moved me into um a delivery room and I was on the bed and um, my contractions started getting really, really intense, but they did it gradually. So like a little bit of intensity and then not that bad. And then a little bit more intense and then not that bad. And it would fluctuate and um, it was, oof, I can still feel them, honestly. It's, they're, they're, oh my gosh. To all my ladies out there, who've had babies and have endured contractions. I think you guys are superheroes. I ugh, I never want to experience that again, <laughs> to be quite honest. But um, yeah, so I was in the delivery room. Tom was doing everything he could to try and keep me calm. Um, and my, my contractions were getting really intense that my midwife actually suggested um, some I don't know what it, medically it's called but uh, it's like laughing gas so it doesn't knock you out and doesn't like do that but it makes you kind of loopy and like focus on that as opposed to the contractions so she was like the next big contraction you have like just breathe into this mask it might help it might help and I was like okay so I had a huge huge contraction and I just remember putting it on my face breathing in and then after I was done, I was extremely dizzy. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so dizzy. And like, I can't do this. Like, I need it to stop. I can't do this. And she was like, I like, that's okay. That's normal for you to be dizzy after the laughing gas. Like, just breathe. Try and breathe normally. It's okay. And then she asked me if I wanted to get up and walk around. But at that point, I was so uncomfortable. And I was so in so much pain that I couldn't move. Like... I was basically sitting up on my hospital bed and um, yeah my husband was on my right side and I was like I can't get up and walk around and like I just can't and she was like okay well we should try and lay you down because you shouldn't give birth sitting up like that like you should try and like lay lay more flat 
Um, but I couldn't move. Like, I could not move. So I got my midwife and my husband to, like, turn me to my side, kind of. And then I was, like, crying. And I'm like, can you just, like, massage my hips? They hurt so bad. And my midwife was like, of course, honey. Like, it's okay. And I was like, I'm so scared. She's like, listen, like, you got it, girl. You got it. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. Anyway. <laughs> so, at this point... I am on my side. My husband is on the right side of me holding my hands. I'm holding onto the hospital bed bars because I didn't want to like break his fingers because <laughs> I was white knuckling it so hard. Be like my contractions were the most intense I've ever had in my life. Like even with my daughter, they were insane. So she was like checking my monitors because she was checking like my levels and, and the baby's heartbeat and everything and, and my contractions. And I was like, and I think I have to push. Like, I feel like I need to push. And she was like, okay, then push. And I was like, okay. So she comes over and she's in her area and, um, I just start pushing and I was pushing so intense. Like, I didn't even know what was happening. I didn't know if anything, like if he was actually coming out or if I was just in like, I don't, if I was like had to poop, like honestly, I had no idea. Trigger warning poop. Um, but yeah, like I, I had no idea. So I just looked at my husband and I was like, is, is anything happening? Like, help me, help me. And I just kept saying, help me because I felt helpless. Um, and then I kept pushing and pushing and pushing, but that's what happened in my head. In reality, Tom actually said I only pushed maybe like four times. It felt a lot longer, to be honest, but, um, yeah, so I was, um, in my own head a lot like I kept picturing like worst case scenario but then when I started pushing I I just kept focusing on getting him out um so yeah I pushed and he came out and he was and is um the most beautiful boy um he came out and they put him right on my chest and I looked at him and his big big brown eyes were open and he just like this sudden calm washed over me <laughs> I just remember Thomas smiling. He had tears in his eyes and he said, He's here, you did it, you did it, baby, you did it. And uh damn right I did. <laughs> so, um yeah, there was a second midwife who came in and Oh, she has a really cool name, but I'm not going to say names because I don't have consent. So, uh, I'll just call her B. Um, and she was tending to my son and, and was tending to me. So they kept him on my chest for quite a while, like probably an hour. They tried, he latched right away, which was like very indicative of how he is now. He eats everything in sight. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, he latched, and we had a good snuggle, and Thomas got to cut the umbilical cord, and it was very, very special. Um, so, when I had one of my last ultrasounds, and did the measurements, and she was like, oh, he's probably like eight-ish pounds, maybe give or take, and I was that added to my feelings of terrified because my daughter was only five pounds, 11 ounces. 
So already this baby was very big compared to my daughter. Um, so midwife B was like, all right, I'm going to take the little guy now and check his, you know, check him out and get his weight and all that stuff. And I was like, okay. So she put him on the scale and she was like, all right, do you guys want to play a game? Like, guess how, um, how much your son weighs. Oh, before I go into that cute story, I had him at 11.58 p.m., so two minutes before midnight and uh very fast labor very fast delivery because if you remember i my water broke at 7 30. <laughs> so my best friend who's a nurse was like that is insane like you obviously were just made to have babies and i was like i guess so i mean thankfully <laughs> um anyway so the midwife b was like okay um how how much do you think your son weighs? And I was like, hmm, I don't know. So I was trying to be like smart about it because I knew my last ultrasound was like eight-ish pounds maybe. So I was like, I'm going to say like eight, five. And my husband's like, yeah, okay. Like I'll say that too. Guys, my son, my baby boy weighed, drum roll, nine pounds seven ounces almost a 10 pound baby i'm gonna let that sit for a minute i'm like I'm gonna let that marinate because a 10 almost 10 pound baby oh my gosh i can't even believe i forgot to tell you this i might like i'm trying to be as chronological as i can but um yeah no epidural no epidural um, remember how I said my midwife got me and was like, you know what? We're going to get you the epidural. Like once you start progressing, we'll get you the epidural. When I was screaming for help and wanting the epidural, my midwife was like, okay, well the person administering, excuse me, the person administrating, administrating, anyway, the person giving the epidurals is currently on this floor he is doing another woman right now and then when that's done they'll come right here and at that moment i knew i was like oh my god i'm not getting the freaking epidural <laughs> but yeah no epidural laughing gas uh laughing gas sucks don't recommend it i didn't really notice any kind of difference i just felt everything um yeah so almost a 10 pound baby. Um, my daughter was 5'11", so almost double her size. <laughs> anyway, we had, um, my midwife was checking over my lady business and I was like, okay, judging by his weight, like there's a hundred percent no chance that I didn't tear. Like I've got to look like a freaking massacre down there. And she was like, Oh, yeah, okay, well, there is a bit of a tear, but um, the way it tore, it, it will just heal, like, on its own, so you just have to, like, you know, keep it clean, and, and uh, it'll heal up on its own, and I was like, wait a minute, like, I don't need any stitches, and she was like, nope, nope, you should be good to go, and I was like, what the heck, like, okay, I, I was dumbfounded, I'm still kind of dumbfounded, and, like, when I got home, I was uncomfortable, of course, for about a week, and then afterwards, I felt, okay, please don't hurt me or hate me. I just, I, I don't know. I, I heal really fast, I guess. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so I go and have a shower at the hospital. Like, there was a, a shower in the delivery room. Um, so B's helping me in the shower, and Tom is trying to set the little man up in his car seat. So we had a five pound baby. So we had newborn everything um, and, you know, newborn car seat, etc. My son, we had to readjust the car seat three times because he was too big for the newborn setting. <laughs> um, me, who is an over planner, 
uh, brought a couple of really cute outfits for him in his diaper bag and um, yeah none of them fit because he was huge I had some like preemie clothing not a chance newborn clothing absolutely not zero to three no he was in like three to six month clothing from the jump so that's where it, yeah that's how big he is so we were given an option because of covid and if we wanted to stay for observation or stay um in the hospital until morning because at this point it was probably like 2 30 in the morning um we would have had to like stay for a full 24 hours after that just because of covid i'm not really sure why but yeah, and I looked at Thomas and I was like, I do not want to stay here for 24 hours. Like, I want to go home to my bed. And he was like, yeah, like, we'll just leave. Like, I'm fine to drive. You know, like, he works night shift here and there. So he was okay. Um, so, yeah, we loaded baby up in the car and home we came. 3 a.m., walked through the door with this new little bundle. And... Um, the following day, my in-laws brought my daughter home and I will replay that moment that my daughter met her brother every day for the rest of my life. That is one of those moments that you just want to pocket and keep with you wherever you go because she walked in and she just said hi to him and she said his name and we were all like wait how do you know that that's who it is and she's like oh like I I already knew him. like I've already known him I know him and I was like oh um which is very special and yeah she held him and didn't want to give him up and he was like he was so sleepy of course but he opened his eyes as soon as he heard her voice. Oh, my God. Sorry. I just get very emotional talking about the babies. Um, yeah, so that is the story of my son's birth. He is currently almost, well, he's almost 10 months. Yeah, so he is currently 10 months almost 10 months old and um 32 pounds last time we checked uh he's a very very big boy um to put that in perspective my daughter is 35 pounds and she is three years old <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun trying to dress him and find shoes that fit him because he is just a nba player so yeah um that is his birth story uh, he is the perfect piece to our puzzle. He, once we had him home, it was like, I don't know, it was just so natural. And um, he just fits in with us perfectly. He's so funny and he's so sweet. And he's a very, very silly boy. Um, he's pulling himself up on a furniture. I think he's going to walk soon, which is like terrifying because then I'm just going to be running after both of them all day every day <laughs> but honestly I wouldn't have it any other way um very very blessed to have a son and have a daughter um but you know it wasn't it's not all happy sunshine rainbows um I was diagnosed with postpartum depression after I had my son and it has been a journey to say the least I will actually um, do an episode completely dedicated to PPD because I think that that's important. So guys, if you would like to get in touch with me, you can email me at crimescoffeeandcrazy at gmail.com. 
can find me on Twitter at podcastccc, and you can follow me on Instagram at Crimes Coffee and Crazy. Once again, I just want to thank you all very much for tuning in. It means the world to me, and this is such a passion project of mine, and I'm really, really enjoying um, putting these episodes out for you and hearing feedback and yeah i'm really just having a wonderful time so i'd like to keep doing it as long as possible um it is a little bit hard to find some moments to myself to completely devote to this but i want to make it work so uh i'm gonna make it work (laughs) anyway uh thank you again and stay tuned i have a pretty hefty true crime case coming up and i also have a couple of different episodes on mental health and um, like I mentioned earlier the postpartum so yeah stay tuned for that all right guys as always stay safe and I will chat with you later bye